Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our service men and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with Strange Brew Coffee. And if you're not here in Starkville or in Tupelo and you want to get Strange Brew Coffee, it's simple. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and use their links there to shop online. And of course, if the holidays coming up, if you got a coffee lover in your house, it makes great gifts to get the uh, Strange Brew Coffee that is such a Mississippi State tradition delivered right to your door. Let Santa bring you some Strange Brew this holiday season. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to shop this holiday season for maroon and white merchandise. You've got Bulldogs in the family. They want new shirts, new hats, new gear. College Corner is the place to go. Two locations that serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowa by the Half Shell. And those two locations will have fantastic Black Friday specials in just, uh, what is that now, 11 days. And then, of course, you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco is Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. That's Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Your favorite southern dishes turned into Mexican classics. It's something you'll never had, never had before and you can't have anywhere else. It's a unique uh, restaurant to Starkville to the SEC, and we're glad they are with us. So next time you're up here, maybe this weekend for a little college football, I mean, 11 a.m. game means dinner time on Saturday. That place should be buzzing. Be a part of it. Grab a seat. Grab a margarita. Grab some chips and salsa. And grab some awesome tacos at Humble Taco. If you're looking at tailgate this weekend, a sub platter from Firehouse Subs might be the way to go. Call your local location or call them up here in Starkville for easy pickup. Uh, on game day and of course if you're just looking for lunch and you want to make it easy it doesn't get any easier than using the firehouse subs app go on there get your uh lunch taken care of grab some reward points you'll be eating free sandwiches pretty soon and walk in and out of your local firehouse subs with your lunch i'm thinking meatball sub is the way to go but that's just me whatever you like they've got it at firehouse subs it's been too long since we got to hear the dulcet tones robbie and I'll be totally honest, when's the last time we had a commitment here on the Thunder and on Thunder and Lightning? Do you remember? Uh, gosh, when was the last who time? State, who is State's last um, for today? I'm trying to remember. Was it like – We can find they, – they, surely they have it by day. It wasn't like all Davian Collins, was it? Like a, a defensive back or somebody like that? If I'm looking at this right – it was a good call, Robbie. Good, good, good. Aldavian. Aldavian. God, that was a long time ago. That was on before, August 25th. Before you get to, to, to our favorite song, yeah, I want to give a shout out to the parenting of our Thunder and Lightning listeners. Yes. We, we, haven't, we haven't talked about that. Chip Hoover um, sent us a video of his two sons, word for word, doing the intro of our show. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if, if kids are doing this word for word, they're listening to this religiously. 
Yeah. Shout out to Chip for that. I also got a message from our, our friend Collins Brister, who sent me a video of his little girl, Emma Lou. She's four years old, and she gave she sent, she did basically the same thing. Um, and what's the guy's name? Collins Brister. Isn't he an Ole Miss fan? I I don't think so. Who am I thinking of? There's a guy on Twitter that trolls all the time. Ah, that's not him because this okay. guy's a big state fan. And uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to Emma Lou. Thank you, Emma Lou, for listening to us and uh, to Collins and Chip and all of our listeners out there who are just fantastic parents who are raising your kids right. Absolutely. Bringing them up every single morning on Thunder and Lightning. Colin Brister is the Ole Miss fan. What an, yes. odd, what an odd coincidence there. All right. That is strange. It is. Well, without any further ado. It's the worst kept secret in recruiting, but it's now official. Marquez Dorch has flipped from Ole Miss to Mississippi State. Four-star receiver out of George County, at least for right now. I'm sure the uh, the reshuffling's happening on some website to get him down to three stars. Uh, <laughs> George County High School, six-foot, 175-pounder. Speed, speed, speed is the uh, is what Marquez Dorch brings to this. And it, it seems like a pretty simple proposition. He wants to play offense. Ole Miss wants him to play defense. So he basically did the opposite of what Jacarius Clayton did to Mississippi State earlier this year. And now he'll end up as a, 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 a – you say that. It, it is still a couple weeks of signing day. But right now, that guy is a Mississippi State Bulldog. And it, honestly, it felt like this was, this was going to happen, and it feels like it'll stick because the kid hasn't visited Ole Miss in months. Yeah. You know, th- this is one of those guys that we've talked about during his recruitment, very early in his recruitment. And this is why I say you just don't stop recruiting players. You don't stop recruiting them. We've seen countless times where we've said, this guy's just playing games. This guy's going to make – you know, he's an Ole Miss fan. He's grew up Ole Miss fan, all that. Will Rogers is not at Mississippi State if you don't just keep recruiting him. And that – you, if you would have given up on that kid, you don't, you don't see what you're seeing right now in the air raid offense. Mm-hmm. And he grew up an Ole Miss fan. Uh, this is a player that we tied immediately to MJ Daniels last mm-hmm. year. We said wherever MJ Daniels goes, whoever gets him is getting Marquez Dorch. And when MJ flipped, I remember on signing day, people immediately started saying, well, there goes Marquez George. I mean, people, that's how coveted this guy was and how wanted this guy was for Mississippi State fans. But this is why you don't give up, Brian. I mean, Steve Spurrier Jr. has had a relationship with this guy for over a year. We find out that Ole Miss now kind of wants, wants him to play uh, defensive back, which on the flip side of that, that hurt Mississippi State with a guy like Jacarius Clayton, who they wanted on offense. Well, he's going to play defensive line for, for Ole Miss. But I think that really kind of stuck in his crawl a little bit, and he has not really shown Ole Miss a lot of interest for a long time. I mean, and, and I get there's, there's still going to be people to this day that are going to be skeptical, and I, don't, I do not blame you at all. I do not blame you at all. You've been, you've been here before. You saw this with MJ Daniels last year. We, we saw how he came out with that graphic about he was 100% committed and all that stuff. Well, I just think this is different. I mean, this kid has literally not been to Ole Miss all year. 
He's only been to Mississippi State. And we might be completely wrong on this. We might be getting a completely different read. I have not talked to the kid, so I don't know him personally. But I talk enough to Paul Jones, who has talked to this kid time after time throughout the process. And he feels really confident that this is genuine and he really wants to be at Mississippi State. And, I mean, I can't really blame him whenever I look at the stats for Mississippi State receivers. Yeah, that's what I was about to get. It doesn't matter if he's second team, if he's – you know, the the number four receiver on the team, he's got a chance to catch 25 to 50 balls at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Mississippi State's going to have a pretty good selling point when, when Steve Spurrier Jr. and Mike Leach pull out the stat sheet and show that to recruits. Yeah, 100%. I, you know, same with quarterbacks. I mean, people are going to see how many, how many attempts are happening, how many completions are happening, and they're going to want to play in that kind of system. But – for Mississippi State to get a guy like Dorch is big. You wanted to get a, a big Mississippi talent, and I doesn't feel like he's going to be the last one. Mississippi State football in the past, for, when it comes to recruiting, has always been about loading up your class in the summer months and then just hanging on for dear life when you got close to signing day. It feels like this year, this is a chance to see State really close strong. All the tea leaves point to Trevion Williams coming to Mississippi State. Stone Blanton remains committed to Mississippi State baseball. They feel like he's going to be the guy uh, who, who commits to Mississippi State to play football as well. There's obviously a lot of momentum around Jaheim Otis to possibly flip from Alabama to Mississippi State. That's one that I have a little trouble believing myself. Paul Jones keeps bringing that up, and I, I totally agree with him. It's tough to say with any confidence you're going to flip an Alabama commit. But State has stayed in the game, if nothing else. Uh, there's, mm-hmm. some, there's some talk that Mississippi State could possibly get into the game with the other wide receiver in this state, Larry Simmons from Moss Point, that you know that he's being receptive. And, and, and again, what you just said, Robbie, if you're a wide receiver, how can you not look at Mississippi State and say, look, the fifth and sixth guys are getting 40 catches. That, that, you know, State's fourth or fifth leading receiver would be the leading receiver at most SEC teams right now. So well, that's not even – I haven't big, looked at – Go ahead. I haven't looked – I haven't looked at Ole Miss's depth chart. Why do they not want him at wide receiver? Do you know? Any, I don't, I don't well, read I mean, their they, notes they or anything like that. Backs more than anything else, I guess. And I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, they lose but, I mean, and Drummond right off the bat. I, I think and, that, yeah, I mean, I, I think their defensive backs are improved. And like you mentioned, I mean, they're losing their top two receivers. They got Mingo coming back, but I, and Mingo's he's going to be gone in a couple of years. Mingo have really not done anything. So I don't I don't know the answer to your question. To put let's it. look at the, let's look at this. If he is, let's see. If he's the tenth receiver on this team right now at Mississippi State, if he is Ra Ra Thomas as a true freshman, mm-hmm. he can catch in ten games. He could catch probably close to twenty passes. That that's what Ra Ra Thomas is. If Rara plays next week, he's on he's on pace to catch twenty passes in ten games. Um, as a true freshman, yeah. that's that's as the tenth receiver on the team. Yeah, that's way down the list. And you go to, I mean, you, you go think to, about Rara Thomas. There were two or three games in there he didn't play. Yeah. So you, I mean, you go down to Malik Heath, who's like the fifth or sixth guy. He has thirty-one catches. Thirty-one catches. He's on pace to catch up close to forty passes. So, I mean, right now, Mississippi State has a great thing to sell mm-hmm. to wide receivers. I mean, Malik Key's got 350 yards. Time in history. Yeah, I mean, this is it's really it's really crazy. And this is why I think 
Mississippi State's just getting started in this air raid offense. Yeah. Because the talent level that they have coming up, I mean, it's one thing to have. You know, Malik Heath was a was a change in pace at wide receiver for Mississippi State than what they've had. Um, you know, Makai Polk is is a change in pace for them. Tula Griffin too. But the guys they have coming up, world class speed from uh, Teddy Knox, world class speed from Marquez Dorch. Mm-hmm. You have the size and Jacoby Moore and Antonio Harmon. The, there's a different kind of receiver coming here at Mississippi State, and they are going to be deep and talented. Yeah. This group's going to be really good, yeah. and you're going to hold on to a lot of them because you're going to have plenty of passes to go around. Right. This isn't a situation where you know, you've got a couple guys catching 50, 60 balls, and then the rest are just sort of in, in the rotation. Everybody has opportunities in this offense as far as the receiver position goes. So, yeah. And it's such a new day. You know, you think about wide receivers in this state, and you think, you know, Dante Moncrief and, and A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf and, and those guys all went to Ole Miss because that's when Ole Miss was throwing the ball and Mississippi State wasn't, and that has flipped. That has flipped. I'll be interested to see if running back, you know, obviously Branson Robinson going to uh, to Georgia, but in the years to, you know, if Kiffin stays or if Levy stays at Ole Miss, which is whichever one, does that become sort of a place where four-star running backs want to go and State has trouble uh, getting those guys? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I do know that Dorch is a big commitment uh, for Mississippi State, and it looks like you know over the next few weeks you can expect uh, some more of the top players in this state to commit to Mississippi State. And that would be huge for them because, I mean, a month ago, or maybe a month and a half, you know, th- things have started trending a little bit for Mississippi State behind the scenes, but it wasn't long ago when fans, you and I, were talking about how Mississippi State was going to have a class that wasn't going to be that exciting. I mean, I, I like the pieces in the class. I really like the class. But from a perception standpoint of, you know, getting some big-time talent in the state, getting four-star prospects, all that stuff, it was not going to look good. It was going to be in the mid-30s, maybe worse. Well, now you got if you if you hit on the best available, the best possible finish you can get, which I'm not going to predict. But Jaheim Otis, Travion Williams, a couple other guys here and there's Avion Thomas, mm-hmm. Trent Ramsey, uh, Pope, and guys like that. You hit I on those guys. Allen, or I it's think a top. Allen. It's a top 18 class. Yeah, top 18 team class. But I think they have a they have the ability if they close strong here to be a top 25 class. And we've said that from the start. If Mike Leach can be average at Mississippi State recruiting, if yeah. he can be average, if Mississippi State can be average on defense, this team has a chance to be as good as it's been, as consistently as it has been. And I have some more thoughts um, on, on on Mississippi State moving forward too. Um, go ahead. When, uh, throughout, the, you want me to go ahead and say it? Yeah. I think we've I think we've uh, been told a lie about Dan Mullen at Mississippi State. Okay. I think we've been told for forever by the national media, we started to believe it, that Dan Mullen did something in Mississippi State that can't be done. Mm-hmm. He, he won the way that he did at Mississippi State, and it, it, it's just not going to happen with anybody else. I think Mike Leach can go beyond that. I think he can be more consistent. I think he can hit a higher percentage than Dan Mullen, and he's proving it uh, in his first two years. He already has more top 25 wins in two seasons than Dan Mullen had in his first four or five years. I'm going ahead. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Brian. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think I think Mike Leach is going to win big at Mississippi State. I really do. Well, I mean, the 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 architecture of it is there, right? 
that yes. you know State's going to recruit well defensively. They'll have players there. Can they can they score? And if they, Mike Leach has always scored, so that's that's what John Cohen was trying to put together here. If he's done it, then yeah, it's going to be a a you know consistently winning football program, which is what Mike Leach has done at his previous stops. Now we'll see if it happens. Got to you got to get the players. But I just think the key is what you say. You need to have the players in place, and that's what that's what I've thought all along. Is his talent level is going to be greater than he has ever had at Texas Tech and at Washington State. Right. He's he's going to have consistently top thirty talent, and he hasn't had that anywhere he's been. The difference is the level of talent that he's going up against. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't gone up against that consistently week in and week out. But but relative, I, to I think the talent he had at other places. I feel like. And the defense is what's going to be the difference, I believe. Yeah. The defense is what's going to make this correct this whole thing work. Correct. So I'm going ahead and throwing that shot out there. I think that Ooh, when he I, leaves, when he leaves Mississippi State, he will have a better resume than Dan Mullen did if he stays for the same amount of time. We shall see. We shall see. All right, let's talk about bowl games, and then we'll do our SEC picks for the week. A lot of talk on your message board about bowl games and, and state possibly finding their way into the sugar. It all depends on what happens, I guess, as you're listening tonight. State needs to get into the college football playoff poll to have any opportunity for that. Now, obviously, the big factor in that is Georgia has to lose to Alabama in the SEC championship game. If Alabama loses the SEC championship game, they're going to the sugar bowl. Done. There's no question about that. But if they get into the playoff, which means Georgia, would, with one loss, would still get in. Then you have that, that window. But if State's not ranked when they release that poll tonight, it's going to be too much to ask for them to go from unranked because they're not going to be ranked for beating Tennessee State. Right. It would be too much to ask to go from unranked to, like, 12th, for my, in my opinion. It's going to come down, like you said, to – I mean, it's going to be State or Ole Miss. It could it, still be Texas A&M. If a and I just don't think that you can – I don't think you can justify putting them ahead of either Mississippi State or Ole Miss, especially if State wins like out. You can't do that, but this is the college football playoff committee that does things. They just last week put Michigan ahead of Michigan State one week after Michigan State beat Michigan. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I, that, that's been granted. something that's – that's been something that's bothered me too with the oh, with the top tw- with the AP top twenty five. Yeah, I've 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 slipped up a couple of times and had Oregon behind Ohio State or something, but I've tried to correct that. So. But Oregon should be ahead of Ohio State, and Michigan State should be ahead of Michigan. They've won head to head battles. Um, so I mean, I think you've got to take that stuff into consideration. And you're exactly right. It's going to come down to the the college football playoff rankings. State's going to have to make a jump here in these rankings. This week. They need to be they, 18, 19, 20 tonight. Yeah. If you do that, if you do that, if you're you – know, Ole Miss is going to be probably – what were they last week? They were 14th. They're going to jump into the close – they'll probably be 11. They'll be, 10, they'll be 10, 11, 12, somewhere around there. If you're within, you know, six spots of Ole Miss – You can get there. Going to the Egg Bowl, you can make that jump. But you can't do it from unranked. Um, they're absolutely going to be in the Sugar Bowl if they win the Egg Bowl. Mm-hmm. Mississippi well, State, if Alabama wins, if if Alabama, yeah, Alabama will have to be in the playoff. Right. This is all. This is all considering Alabama and Georgia's are in the playoff. So let's let's do the smart thing here. Let's assume Georgia wins and puts okay. Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. That is likely what is going to happen. So then the next thing, because 
at that point, I don't think any SEC team is getting an at-large berth to an access bowl. You're going to have three Big Ten teams with one or two losses. Oregon, if Oregon doesn't lose again, they're into the playoff. Uh, and then that means another Pac-12 team would go into the Rose Bowl. Um, you know, the ACC champion is getting in. The group of Cincinnati is getting in. And then, like I said, you have Michigan. You have Michigan State. You have Oklahoma, who may not lose again. Baylor, Oklahoma State, all of these teams. There's just too many teams. The Jumbled only chance for, for this to ha- – the only chance for the SEC to have an access poll, aside from Alabama, is for Ole Miss to win out. Yeah. If Ole Miss wins out and they're 10 and 2, then they'll get in. But Mississippi State at 8 and 4 is is highly unlikely to make an access poll. Highly highly unlikely. So, let's let's look at it in terms of we're going to set these parameters. Georgia wins the SEC and Mississippi State wins out. We'll start there. Okay. Can state get to the Citrus Bowl at that point? Again, I'm going to probably say no. Ole Miss would still be 9 and 3. Texas A&M, 9-3. and three. Kentucky, 9-3. and three. I don't think State breaks through there. Even with their resume, I don't think State breaks through there. I, I think they're going to pass Texas A&M. They might. But I, th- I, think, the, I think the committee the is going – The Citrus committee has The committee has given Mississippi State the benefit of the doubt because yeah. they've won three top 25 games, and now they've won four um, top 25 games. Or against the thing four is, though, with top the twenty-five teams, bowl, they just pick who they want, right? Citrus. They don't. They don't have. They're not. Being they don't go by the rankings. Any rankings or anything. I don't think. Is that just the uh, New Year's Six that does that? Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess it falls to that at that point. I would see them taking Texas A and M to be honest with you at nine and three. Yeah, I mean, you got a chance Biggest to have fans. a bigger crowd there. Right. I think so, that state fans will be pretty excited about the bowl game if they win out. Yeah, I think state. Yeah, state. If I don't know if they can four, compete. State, state has a, will send a big crowd wherever they go. I think. I don't know if they can compete with. Um, they can't compete with Texas A and M's fan base, but mm-hmm. it, I, I think that they. I think that that will be taken into consideration. That this team's kind of, kind of like 2013, but even better. You're you're kind of on the rise, and you have a chance to do some really big things next year. Mm-hmm. And the fan base is going to get on board with that. Um, so but I'm yeah, I mean, this, uh, this graphic here. You ready? Okay. If the following things happen, if Arkansas beats Alabama, Ole Miss beats Vanderbilt, Auburn beats South Carolina this Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Then next week, State wins the Egg Bowl, Arkansas beats Missouri, Auburn beats Alabama, and A&M beats LSU. If all those things happen, there's a six-way tie for first in the West, and Auburn would win. Oh, my God. That's Can you imagine funny. that? Can you imagine that kind of chaos? Be Can you imagine that? Uh, that'd be so funny. Um, how would all? I guess Auburn would have the tiebreaker over Bama, over Bama, over and Ole Miss, Ole Miss, and over LSU. So yeah, yeah. So there you go. Anyway, that's not going to happen. Just what I thought was funny. So let's let's put A and M in the citrus, right? Okay. So now for the outback. You've got. I think that's where State and Ole Miss are looking at each other. Ole Miss was just there last year. Mm-hmm. This is probably State's probably going back to Tampa at eight, and which four. I'm perfectly fine with. We can go see our friend. With that. Yeah. Go see our friend Bob Corskadden. Yeah, and yeah. then Ole Miss probably goes to Gator at, at nine and three, and then Kentucky is sort of the odd man out in this, and they either go to Music City or Belk. 
which yeah. they neither one of those their fan base are going to care about. But uh-uh. somebody's got to, to to suffer in here. They'll be fully invested in basketball by that point, right? And then you know Arkansas. Of course, Arkansas should be eight and four as well. They probably are going to the Liberty Bowl though. That's a great great spot for them. They'll bring a ton of fans. They probably go there, and then you know who, who's left? Uh, Auburn. Auburn at seven and five. Probably heads to Texas, and then in the East, if Florida is seven and five or six and six, they they might take the the one that I would I would say that Kentucky probably goes to Belk. I guess not Belk, it's Duke's Mayo, and then Florida would go to Music City. Ugh, I know, right? Do you think that fan base is going to be pumped up for that? No. And then you have South Carolina, maybe in the Birmingham Bowl. And they should be pumped up. Yes. So that, that, that's going to be another win, but I think they can do that. That South Carolina, uh, the fan base might be like that Mississippi State team in uh, 07. I mean, yeah, we're just so starved. Ole but, I mean, Miss, and, they haven't even Ole Miss in 2012 would probably be the better when Ole Miss in 2012 yeah. when they went to Birmingham. Yeah. They'd bring it. South Carolina would find a way to get fans to that game. I think that's the way we're going to look. Now, if State loses the Egg Bowl at seven and five, it feels like Texas is going to be the spot for them. Yeah. Because they did. Like, I keep, I keep coming back to the fact that they set they up this tier and they wanted to try to cycle everybody through it as best they can. Obviously Alabama's never going to be in this tier anytime soon, but state has not been to Texas yet. I feel like that's the spot for them at seven and five. Can you imagine like one of these bowls, like that, if like Alabama lost to Auburn or something like one of these bowls that would never get Alabama can can yeah. get them to like, like the, Alabama and, and their fan base like would not be excited at all if about Auburn that, beat but, Alabama and then Alabama lost so they would be ten and three they there's or they be uh they'd be nine and three they're still gonna be the highest ranked SEC team they'd still go to Sugar they would need I I don't see how. Even if Ole Miss won out, I think Ole Miss would pass them at ten. And if they two. lost, yeah. If Ole Miss, if Ole Miss won the, uh, if Ole Miss beat State, mm-hmm. I think Ole Miss might pass them. So they would lose to Auburn, who would be, you know, eight and at, around the t- around twentieth, yeah. and then they would lose to Georgia back to back losses. Yeah, it'd be, it'd I think be Ole Miss. Would, Ole Miss right now is tenth in the AP, which is probably yeah. going to be around there, and then beat Mississippi State. Yeah. That would be four straight wins for them. Yeah, you're you're right. That would be interesting. So Alabama, well, Alabama would just go to Citrus again, though. I, I don't think there's a way Alabama slips to like the Duke's Mayo Bowl. That's hilarious. No, no. That would be hilarious. I can't yeah. tell you how I, I would be willing to maybe shave thirty days off my life for <laughs> Alabama to go to the Duke's Mayo Bowl and win it, and Saban to get a tub of mayonnaise dumped on him. <laughs> and he would not be happy. Man. Can you he imagine? Would be so. Like, he would be so bored the, the entire the final, pissed off. The final two minutes of that game would be watched more than a Super Bowl. Than the final Just to see that. Everybody's like, turn to ESPN2. Saban is about to have a, a gallon of mayonnaise dumped on it. I, I just want to see his reaction. I would he stop might everything I was kill. doing. I would, if I was doing the show when that game was going on, I was like, guys, I'm out. I'll be back when this is over. I got to watch this. This is history. He might actually kill someone on the field. He might be in pregame be like, I swear to God, if y'all dump mayonnaise on me, I will cut. I don't care how many stars you have. 
you will not be on this team next year. <laughs> oh my gosh, it'd be so funny. Not gonna happen. So, all right, let's move on over to our uh, SEC picks. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you this holiday season that when you put beef in the grocery cart, you're supporting fifteen thousand of your favorite Mississippians, the beef producers in our state, who are doing a half billion dollars a year in production for our state. Beef is delicious, it's good for you, and it's so versatile. There's just so many things you can do with it, with ground beef, with stew beef, with uh, steaks, with roast. There's just no limit. The only limit is what are you willing to do? What, how much time are you willing to put in? And if you want to cook quick, they've got you covered there. And if you're looking to make a long day out of it, beef is, beef is just that versatile. Go to msbeef.org for more recipe ideas. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. I have been told that Two Brothers is on the uh, menu for the, the agenda for tomorrow, my friend. That's correct. <laughs> oh well, it's going to be a good day. Two Brothers, and we get to me. see, uh, and we get to see Big Dave. Big Dave. You don't need to worry about who Big Dave is, guys. Just know that he's big, and his name is Dave. There you go. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District, smoked Southern soul food. Can't wait to enjoy that. And if you're coming up here this weekend, well, you can't wait to enjoy it either. So make sure that Two Brothers is on your list to do. When the game ends on, su- on Saturday, don't wait. Make a beeline for Two Brothers. Leave your car on campus. You can always walk back to it. Get the Two Brothers, grab a table, and grab some smoked Southern soul food. Advantage Business Systems wants to take care of your business with a two-way plan. They're going to give you an incredible selection of products and services, everything your business needs to grow and to thrive. And then they're going to back every sale they make up with the kind of customer service you'd expect if you were doing business with your next-door neighbor, which is what they are at Advantage Business Systems. 46 years of doing business in the state of Mississippi. Nobody stays around that long unless they're taking care of their customers. Call them today and find out what they can do for you. That number is 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right, let's get into these picks here. Some really, I mean, can we really just, weak games here. This this is this is awful. So I, mean, I don't I don't even know if we're going to to even have anything we might even disagree right, on. Let's let's get to them though. So Robbie, now two games back. Thanks, you to lucky Paul Razorback. Did you say lucky, lucky Joker. Skill, skill, knowledge of the game. I like that you got you are your picks on twenty four seven always the same as what you do on this show. Yes. Okay. So that allows me to. So I'm. I think you. You were like going into last week. You were sixty-eight and seventeen. So I was sixty-nine and sixteen. Nice. nice. So whatever I was last week. So I like that I can know the number. That, that that makes me happy. All right, Charleston Southern and Georgia mid. Oh, take Georgia. Prairie View and Texas A and M mid. This isn't even mid. All right. This is low. New Mexico State Kentucky. Right. Uh, is there any South Alabama, Tennessee? I like South Alabama. We'll take, I'm gonna take the Vols here. Oh. I know, right? And UL Monroe, hey, the fighting Terry Bowdens. I would love to see it, but I don't think they're gonna beat LSU. Never know. They've been pretty good this Never year. You know, they put up a fight a little bit against Kentucky. They who did they beat earlier this year? That was pretty good. Was it like uh, Coastal Carolina? They beat Liberty. Liberty. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, so are you saying you want to take them here? You want to go to make no. a move? No? No. Okay. All right. So we'll get those out of the way. 
Arkansas at Alabama. Obviously, we're both going to take Alabama. Can Arkansas make a game of this? Uh, I think they can. I think they can early on, but I, I think the the road atmosphere is going to get to them here in Alabama's talent too. I'm doing this not by time here, nor which is what I normally do. I, these are the games as I think they are interesting. Vandy at Ole Miss. You know, in years past, Vandy has been a kryptonite for Ole Miss, but not this year. The last two years, uh, they've, they've bucked the trend of being a, a thorn in Ole Miss's side. I think that's going to continue. Ole Miss is going to – this game's going to be over at halftime, and um, Ole Miss is going to win this one big. Agreed. Uh, all right, then. So that sort of leaves us with two games that we might want to talk about. Florida at Missouri. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this is so intriguing because the last couple of weeks, I picked Florida to just roll just on talent alone. And they give it 52 last week. They give it 40-something against South Carolina. Give it 52 or whatever it was against Sanford. I mean, my God, what is happening? What is going on with Florida? I don't understand how this is happening. Because the offense hasn't really stopped doing what Dan Mullen wants to do for the most part. The defense is just god-awful. Yeah. I mean, getting rid of Fired Todd Grantham. Grantham give up 52 points. That made things worse. Yeah. So, golly, I mean, I guess I'm going to go with Florida, but I'm doing it reluctantly. I, You know, Missouri played better last week. So tempted to pick Missouri here. I am too, man. I just I don't want to fall behind three games with one week to go. And I don't want to give up a game here. I'm have to play strategy and go with you on Florida. Do it. You got a game to spare. Just do it. No, 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 not this one. But coward. This one. What about this one though? Auburn goes to South Carolina. Bo Nix is out. Broken yeah. ankle. South Carolina playing better. They win this game. They're bowl eligible. What do you think? I, I I'll go first since I made you go first on the second one. Okay. I don't have any faith in Auburn without Bo Nix. None. Give me the upset. Give me South Carolina to win this one. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of in the same I'm kind of in the same uh boat there. I, I don't think TJ Finley's gonna gonna be able to do it. I'm gonna go with South Carolina as well. I think Auburn is is tailing away here late in the season. Bo Nix was playing his best football maybe of his career, and it's just unfortunate what happened to him. They go down. They have a good running game, but I think to have that good running game, they've also got to be able to pass the football a little bit, and I don't know if T.J. Finley is going to be able to do it. So I'm going to go with the upset, too, for South Carolina. I think they're making a move. Well, I gave you an opportunity there. You didn't take it. So there we go. All right. So then – we cannot – you cannot – you have to get – you have to win two games next week on rival, rivalry weekend. I can never say that. Yep. I've done it. I have done it. I got Bob Carskadden like that. We'll see. I'm going to have to pick some upsets next week. You don't have any choice. I don't have here, a choice. Here comes Georgia Tech, Louisville, and Auburn. It's time for Robbie to shine. Woohoo! All right. <laughs> I'm going to laugh. You're like, I'm going to take Vandy to beat Tennessee. <laughs> All right. Uh, tomorrow's show is the rumblings, and we are in Egg Bowl week as of now. So if you've got Egg Bowl-related questions, send them on, and we'll talk about that. We're going to get some former player interviews, a lot of them. We're going to also be doing a lot of that on uh, Sports Talk Mississippi as well. So hopefully we're bringing you guys a lot of great content. I will not be on Sports Talk Mississippi for the next two days, though. Taking a couple of days off. 
Uh, and then we will, uh, I'll be back on Thursday when we're live in Oxford for, for another remote. So uh, there you go. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Get your rumblings, questions in. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.